Welcome to Troon Talk, where we dig deeply into biodynamic and regenerative organic certified farming and winemaking. This is Craig Camp from Troon Vineyard in Oregon's Applegate Valley. Two years ago, we became the second regenerative organic certified winery in the world when we achieved our silver certification. This year, we became one of four farms globally to achieve regenerative organic gold certification. Achieving gold certification requires not only agricultural certification, but an independent social welfare certification that examines all aspects of the welfare of all the humans on our farm. The Equitable Food Initiative carried out the social welfare certification process, and Truman's assistant winemaker, Hannah Thorning, our guest today, led the team here at the winery. This was a complex, demanding, but worthwhile process that we explored communication on our farm. Even on small teams, these issues can be complicated. Hannah led her team through a series of workshops that explored how we communicate between the various teams on our farm. Our group that underwent this training represented roles in every aspect of our farm. Though we are a small property and company, this self-examination was enlightening. Hopefully, the lessons learned will help us to be proactive in making Troon a rewarding place for people to work and grow. The concept of the farm as a whole is fundamental in biodynamic agriculture. The whole includes soil, plants, animals, microbiology, wildlife, and people. In this episode with Hannah Thorning, we discuss the process of obtaining certification from EFI and becoming regenerative organic gold certified. Hi, Hannah, and welcome to Truen Talk. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to work at Truen Vineyard? Sure. Um, I've always been interested in non-conventional farming methods. So when I got into the wine industry, I delved into biodynamic farming and winemaking. Um, I've always had a pretty deep love of animals, and that left me with a desire to work on whole farm systems, as I just didn't want to see, you know, one small side of the production. I've traveled around the country and the world working harvest in many different environments and with loads of different grapes and winemaking styles, and that really exposed me to a lot of fun wines. I moved to eastern Washington and just loved the Pacific Northwest, but always had my eye on Oregon. The focus here on small estate wineries, a real attention to farming and crafting natural wines brings some phenomenal people to this area. And so I you know, wanted to make a move down here. Um, Troon really encompasses everything that I enjoy in wine. Whole cluster ferments on reds and amber wines, pet nats, and our alternate vessels just craft beautiful wines that I really love. And along with that, our location in the Applegate Valley and the whole system that we are building here are really reflected in the wines and food that are produced on this property. Yeah, you really had a a diverse experience before you came here, various continents (laughs) and so forth. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's a different feeling in each continent. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's different thoughts, feelings, techniques about wine everywhere you go. And so just being exposed to all of that and the vast populations of people that make wines and make different wines and how, you know, they feel about the land that they're making that on and the wines that they're producing was really fun for me to see. Yeah, I know you were on a biodynamic uh, property in Austria, right? I was, yes. yeah. And would you, you you see the practices is very similar between Austria and the United States and biodynamics? 
Um, there definitely are some similarities. Uh, I do see quite a lot of similarities more specifically with um, Austria and Oregon, I think more than some other places in the US just because of how small we are here and how focused we are on our land here. Um, and, you know, some of the climate is, is a little similar. But yeah, you know, the, the farm that I was on in Austria definitely started my love of projects like this. And I'm really happy to, um, you know, be working on another property like that here at Troon. So we, we achieved our regenerative organic uh, certification gold level in 2022. Could you outline what the ROC certification means? Yeah, so ROC is the Regenerative Organic Certification, and it is overseen by the Regenerative Organic Alliance, which is ROA. And that was founded by the Rodale Institute, Dr. Bronner's, and Patagonia. It's a new certification that really goes above and beyond the USDA's organic certification and represents the highest standards for organic agriculture in the world. Um, It encompasses many farming practices that support the farm ecosystem as a whole, and these can be cover crops, no-till, rotational grazing, and compost. And these are all things that are really, really important to us here at Troon and practices that we have wholeheartedly been behind and used to the betterment of our land and the things that we are producing on this land. So, you know, we were first certified at the, at the silver level, and uh, now we've attained the, the gold level, which is pretty exciting because we're one of only four farms in the world to have yes. achieved that. But the, 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 to achieve that, we had to go far beyond uh, just the agriculture segment. And, and this is where the social fairness pillar came into uh, play. And you led us through a very complex project <laughs> to achieve that, a, a separate certification, a kind of a certification within a certification. So Hannah, can you tell us about the three pillars of, of, of certification that are required for uh, ROC Gold? Sure. So the three pillars of ROC are soil health, animal welfare, and social fairness. Um, With soil health, ROA really wants to see that we are building up our soils, increasing soil organic matter and biodiversity, and really working on the fertility of those soils that will help support the plants and animals that we have on there. Um, We are pursuing a animal welfare approved certification through a greener world, which is an independent certification body um, that focuses on animal welfare, and we feel that they are very closely aligned with our mission here at Troon. And then for the social fairness pillar, we went through the Equitable Food Initiative, EFI. They are another independent certification body who work with farms across the globe to improve worker lives. So the, the, this whole process, uh, you know, we were really, I'd say, beta testers. <laughs> we definitely <laughs> on were. This. And, and so this, what they call Ergo certification, is there uh, kind of new look for a small farm? Yes. So EFI and ROC have partnered together to develop the Ergo standards for smaller farms that are working towards ROC. These standards have some changes from EFI's main standards to reflect the different challenges we can face on smaller farms. 
with smaller crews and different food supply chains, especially in the case of a winery, ROC recognized the need for a more tailored program. EFI Ergo certification encompasses health and safety, compensation, working conditions, labor practices, and worker knowledge. And its biggest thing is creating a collaborative environment between the workers and management. You, you had to actually create a working group and go through training. Could you take us through that process? Sure. Yeah. So we we created a group called the Labor Management Collaboration Team. And this is a group of workers and management representatives from all across the company. So we had every department represented within this. Um, we got together and went through a training on conflict resolution, on reaching out to our coworkers, on all of our ergo standards that our farm will be pursuing um, and just kind of coming together as a team and learning strategies to effectively communicate with um, our workers and with, you know, any issues that arise with management. Yeah, you, so you went through various training sessions with them. Could you kind of describe maybe give a specific example of a type of uh, training you did? My big takeaway from these trainings that we had with the LMC was the importance that communication has for improving the work standards and improving the lives of our workers. They now feel like they have the voice and are empowered to truly be a part of the system that we are building here. So we're all, you know, they, it's no secret that there's a lot of uh, mistreatment of, of farm workers throughout uh, uh, the agricultural industry. Uh, do these programs, uh, I think, help really highlight that, that issue and bring it to the forefront? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, agriculture in this country is definitely an industry that has a lot of room for mistreatment of workers. And my hope is really that with certifications like EFI and ROC, we can not only heal the land that we're working on, but improve the standards of our workers. You know, these are very new certifications that we have that are gaining massive traction. And I think with that, we will see people being more aware of how workers are treated in agriculture, where their food comes from, how it gets to their plate, and we'll start fighting for more farms to go through these certifications and just increase the awareness of what they can bring to our industry. The fact that this was actually really a, a pilot project uh, for EFI must give you a, a sense of satisf satisf satisfaction that you were able to help push this forward. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we are the second vineyard in the world to get the ROC gold. So this is incredibly new and um, something that definitely meant a lot to me. You know, so many of the certifications out there focus so heavily on the land and on the animals that are part of the system, but completely forget about the workers who I think are the most integral part of that system. And without the incredible work that our whole team puts into this land, there's no way that we would be able to produce the incredible wines that we do. You know, it was it's interesting that they were able to uh, to present, I think, every all the materials in both in Spanish and in English. They were, yeah. That was, I mean, a huge 
a huge focus on that was actually Spanish first. So we as English speakers kind of had a new experience of having material presented to us in Spanish and having to sit there not entirely knowing everything that was going on, catching a few words here and there. And then finally, when everybody else knew what was going on, we were presented with the information in English. So it definitely gave us a new perspective on things and um, I think was, you know, kind of a fantastic way to highlight the struggles that some of our Spanish speaking co-workers experience on a daily basis with everything being English first to see it being Spanish first was, was very fun. So you, you had, you know, a vineyard worker sitting next to a hospitality staff member and spending time together uh, do you really feel it, it it did improve communication between these groups definitely absolutely i mean like you said you know bringing people from different departments who know each other kind of maybe at a distance um, bringing them into the same room and really increasing that relationship that they had with each other I think just adds so much vitality to this project where everybody's invested in the lives of everybody that they work with um, and just kind of has a better understanding of, you know, where their job fits into the larger picture of what we're doing here at Troon. So, I mean, this was a significant investment of, of time and effort uh, by your group. Uh, how, how do you think it's, how to convince other farms that this effort is worth it? I think the results that we will have will definitely help convince people that this is worth it. Um, you know, increasing the quality of life of our workers is a huge thing. And the vibrancy that it brings to the project that we're doing here, I think, speak for themselves. It definitely was a huge commitment. But I think in this, in, in this industry, in this environment that we are in today... It is an incredibly important step that we need to make. And we can't look at the time commitment that it says and put it off because of that, because this is something that is incredibly important to our current world that we are living in. And I think that people are starting to recognize that and it is starting to be conversations about that and you can look at us and see that this time commitment that we have taken to do this was absolutely worth it. So I know social issues are very important to you. You're very uh, involved and aware of what's what's going on in the world. What what does this type of project mean to you as a person to be able to, to lead this type of project? I mean, this project is is huge for me. You know, I think that People are by far the most important part of any system that we have across all industries. And agriculture, you know, has not done very well with its treatment of workers. And to be part of something that is working on that and trying to change the lives of some people that we work with and to change the industry as a whole is huge because we have to start somewhere. And this is the spot for us to start. And it's been really worthwhile for me to be in on this project as it kind of starts and as EFI and ROC are really 
setting off on this task and on this adventure of changing the agricultural industry as a whole, you know, because I think that that is incredibly important for us as the world moving forward is realizing that people are important and they are the integral part of this system that we are in and that we are working within. So we've been talking a lot about the regenerative organic certification because this process was was part of that uh, uh, required to achieve the gold level. But I think it's kind of interesting as a biodynamic farm, the whole holistic whole farm concept of uh, uh, agriculture, which is defines biodynamics, uh, people don't often think about the people. They think about the you know the the the, the dirt and, and the plants and the animals and things like that. But people are part of the farm too. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's really where ROC comes in and kind of takes up the reins. And I think why they are such a fantastic certification because they do really look at the farm as a whole. You know, we have all of these other certifications that are so focused on such a small part of what we are doing and kind of really glossing over such a large part of it, which is the people. And without without the people, you know, our biodynamic farm would not be running the way that it is. You know, nothing would kind of be happening on that. And so I think that is the beauty of ROC, that they are putting that at the forefront. There is no way to kind of get around, you know, the people aspect of it and to, you know, maybe ignore the worker for the sake of the land or ignore the worker for the sake of the wine. You know, you have to at this time force people to you know look out for their fellow man and kind of take everything into account and really look at what they're doing as it reflects on everybody that is a part of that system yeah i've always thought you know you people always talk about how we've changed the health of the soil we make our plants healthier Uh, but i think one of the things i've always noticed is that by going through these this process for ROC and biodynamics, is you actually change the culture uh, of the people people in in the company, and and I think again that's that's an essence of what makes better wine and better better farming. Definitely, yeah. I I think that you can taste the love that all of us here, every single person who puts their hands on any of these vines or any of these vegetables. I definitely think that you can taste the love that we all have for what we are doing here in the products that come off of this property. You know, our wine is vibrant, it is beautiful, and I think that is a reflection of the love that everybody here has for what we are doing. So Hannah, as you're a winemaker, I think we should talk about wine a little bit. So we, we've got uh, some new new wines coming up shortly in the next bottling. I know you're very excited about it. Could you just uh, kind of give us a little overview of what's coming? Yeah, we have some incredibly fun wines coming up um, at this bottling that we will be doing in July. We have some new white wines coming online. Um, we're going to be having some more Vermentino, some more of our Druids White Blend. We will be having... 
quite a few Syrahs coming into Bottle as well, which is incredibly exciting for us. We will um, have the last of our old blocks of Syrah coming out as our Siskiyou Syrah, which is going to be just a phenomenally beautiful wine. And then very excitingly in September, we have our bottling coming up at the beginning of harvest when we will be bottling some of our really fun alternative vessel wines. So we'll be having our amber amphora coming out. We'll be having our concrete fermented and aged Roussan and our amphora aged Maved. So we've got a lot of really exciting things coming up. And then just after that September bottling, we will be disgorging some of our sparkling Fiano, which is another wine that we are just so excited to get out there and to have for the holiday season that'll be coming up in the fall. And I think there's uh, some exciting things happening of new plants going in the ground right now. Some varieties that people may not be very familiar with from Oregon. So what what, what, are, what are we planting right now? Oh, we have some really, really fun white varietals going in. Um, Picpole, Claret Blanc, Burbalanc, Grenache Blanc, Grenache Gris, um, just a whole bunch of really, really exciting varietals that will be incredibly fun to see how they do in Southern Oregon and to see what they want to be made into in the cellar. Yeah, it's exciting. It's the end of our five-year uh, replanting project. So now every year you're seeing uh, a whole new group of vines uh, come into production. So you get it's like you get a new vineyard every year. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You know, these are these are new vines that we have not worked with you know, varietals that we have not worked with on this site before. So it's really fun to see, you know, new things come online every year and to get to, you know, follow them into the cellar and see, you know, what they want to be made into. Yeah, it's an exciting time. I mean, it, it really is a special feeling to have all this energy going on in the vineyard, in the cellar, uh, on the farm in general, but then to combine it with this 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 human element now, just to, to tie it all together. So you know, it's really impressive. I think what your group did, and and thank you for all that effort. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been a very fun process through, um, and something that I have been incredibly proud to be a part of here at Troon. We are happy to share this podcast with you from Troon Vineyard a Demeter Biodynamic and Regenerative Organic Certified Winery in Oregon's Applegate Valley. We farm like the world depends on it and produce authentic, naturally crafted wines. We will be sharing these in-depth podcasts several times a month. To learn more, I encourage you to visit our website at truenvineyard.com and those of the Regenerative Organic Alliance at regenorganic.org and Demeter Biodynamics at demeter-usa.org. Thanks for sharing our voyage to regenerative agriculture with us.